Hey, everyone. Welcome to season six of History Unloaded with Danny and Ashley. And also, I think we should comment that we have a producer named Camila Kadelska. I just I feel like we need to get it out there, Danny. Yeah, we should probably recognize Camila. She is what makes this sound at all tolerable. And also sometimes she talks. Sometimes I'm the random voice that comes out. I like that it only took six seasons for us to acknowledge the person that actually puts our podcast together. I mean, technically, she's in the she's in the byline show credits. Oh, if you okay. actually read, if anybody actually reads the what is this episode about? Nobody I believe it's does, credited. Danny. Nobody does. It is credited because I write it up myself. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like honestly, Camila, like you could actually take all the credit and like just be like, I host it too, and Danny and I would not have checked or known that information. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, that may so, happen. <laughs> So for today's episode, Danny and I thought that, you know, maybe we have new listeners, maybe. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about the history of our podcast and then tell ridiculous stories of one another. Yeah, this is like a to be really boring and historical. This is like a historiography of our own podcast. Ew, gross. I was going to say like a hashtag flashback Friday because I think our <laughs> podcast comes out on Fridays. Maybe That's much, much trendier. Mine's much less appealing, much less interesting. Um, so the brief history of the podcast is that we started doing this because when we share like social media stuff, or when we talk to people, there's all these stories that we tell visitors in the gallery about whether it's artifacts or just when you're interacting with people, stories about the collection, about our work here, all this stuff like comes out in person. We have all these followers on social and people that know the Cody Firearms Museum that, don't necessarily get that stuff. They just get little snippets. And we thought the podcast would be a good way to share some of the extra stories. So like early on, we did the, like the, like a history of the collection, you know, that's not something that's really that well communicated anywhere else. So we talk about that kind of stuff. We talk about like, you know, museum theory and that kind of stuff. So we wanted to share all that uh, to an audience. We thought a podcast would be the best way to do it. And everybody has to have a podcast these days. So we thought, why not us? Yeah, everybody has to have a podcast. Like so, absolutely everybody. It was also Danny's idea and he dragged me into it. Yes. Ashley. Well, actually, actually, it was going to be just you. Like your plan for the podcast was just you. Well, yeah, I was like, I was going to start a podcast for the museum and you were emerita at that point. And no, it wasn't. <laughs> Were you still curious? Yeah. Like, oh, I was just going to sneak off and do a podcast. I forgot yeah, about you that. You did not get approval. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. This you a rogue came effort. up and talked to me, and you were like, I think I want to do this. And I was like, okay, is Ashley going to be involved? You were like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like our audience might be split on whether or not they want to hear a podcast of just Danny because Danny's got like his little reddit followers and now i'm gonna get like reddit hate aren't i for saying that <laughs> i don't know it's people know us from very different sections of gun media like it people know me from our social media presence and people know you from like uh, well they know you from our social presence too, I, was gonna say, they, I started the social media <laughs> they also know you a lot more from like tv and like events and like you being a known personality me being a, a woman <laughs> a lady you couldn't a, say it but a, i can't a gun lady although i don't sound like a lady right now with my voice but uh and that's true i have a funny quick story 
Uh, was it your first SHOT Show? I think it was your first SHOT Show that you, <laughs> I had this policy at SHOT Show, which is a big gun industry trade show, if you're not familiar, where like you don't go to a, uh, to dinner alone. You always find somebody to network with or whatever. And you don't go with, you know, me because I wanted you to stay on your own two feet. Two feet. And you were like, I'm having dinner with this guy I met on Reddit. I might die. <laughs> Do you remember? That was your first shot, I think. I, I, cool, I kind of remember that. Yeah. Because I would like, I've I've now met, because of like the gun collecting communities and just the gun community on the internet, I have met at least a dozen people that I've only talked to about guns on the internet before meeting them. And it, I have yet to be kidnapped. So it's fine. Knock on wood. <laughs> Um, so yeah, apparently the podcast, (laughs) the history of the podcast is that Danny went rogue and thought we should talk about museum stuff and then realized he should tell his boss at the time. And then early on, you were like, remember when you wrote scripts? Yeah. Well, like I thought I did, I was trying to do all the good podcasting things and like write out like an outline and a script and do all that stuff. And it was just awful. We actually have an episode that maybe someday we'll release if Camila didn't delete it about, what do you mean? What was it about? Oh, I think it's, I think I wrote out the script for like the history of the collection or something. Like I wrote that one as yeah, a script. Yeah, you did. One. But then we also had you wrote oh, out and then Carbine Williams about the M1, Yeah, Carbine Williams or M1. I, we can't call him that. David Marshall Williams, everybody's favorite moonshiner. Um, and it was so. It was just the oh, worst. It was so bad because I didn't do any prep, and you had like a full multiple page. So like you were like you know blah 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 facts and information and then i was like i would just interject something and it was so annoying no the best <laughs> part was like looking at ashley's face when danny was like reading through this you were just <laughs> like what is that <laughs> because it was like it, like i know like the david marshall williams background i know the m1 carving background but you had done like so much research that it was into like contracts and like the specifics on each individual trial and I had not been apprised of the information and so I was just like and I then thought, Kobe Williams killed somebody boom <laughs> that, was it. that was it I mean I think we should also let our listeners know that this is a pretty much a pattern of our working relationship ever since I started at the museum was Ashley would like give me like tasks here or I would think like when I started working in the museum as assistant curator this happened on the regular where I would start something and just kind of jump into it. And then Ashley would just like, I would just like bring all this stuff to Ashley sort of, it was brought up several times that communication was not my strength. Um, Yeah. I think the worst of it was when you were working on the object list, which I'm going to say Danny managed the object list. Amazing for, you know, the, the Cody fires museum renovation, but it was not a great day when I had elbow surgery. (laughs) over Christmas and Danny had uh they needed the design firm needed like all of this stuff and so I was like so you heard it here first I was on solid morphine when we created the object list of the Cody Fires Museum so basically Danny and I we like sat there for like eight hours a day just on the phone making sure the object list was completely you know it was done because your know, daddy had been managing it it was thousands of guns long and it was great but then there were like things that I knew about in the collection just from being around and so that was the I had like my sling off and we were like type of type of type of trying to get it done we're so good at communication so good at communication and as an aside on the object list that was that's almost one of those stories that we wanted to tell in the podcast, right? It's like 
the behind the scenes of how we made the museum like how we made the renovation happen um i or still regularly didn't happen or, or almost did i still regularly go through and i'll be like walking through the museum and i'll see an object and i'll just be like why in the world did i put that gun there it doesn't make any sense or i'll like see something and i'll be like that gun's in terrible like we need to get that gun conserved why did i allow that to be on well, the it's because we couldn't look at every single one right, we were right. going we off of like horrible catalog records <laughs> So I send all these random pull requests to our exhibits manager. I'm like, hey, can we get this gun off display? It looks awful. <laughs> this is a train wreck. I don't know why we did this. And then we didn't have the labels done and they needed the labels like really fast. So I like would just sit in the museum, <laughs> type so fast, all the labels. So that's also probably why they're so bad. We're working on it. You're like, oh my gosh. But you know what? They got done. And that was what mattered. They got done, and that's what mattered. The old and museum I, had, like, the entire lower level had no labels. So. And since this is a an episode about our sort of what the how the podcast came to be and what it was like to, like, in our working relationship, this one, I think, kind of gets at the... I'm surprised you didn't fire me at times because, like, you had the very you had the mindset of like, we need to get the renovation done. And so there are certain tasks that we have to just like, we got to get it done. And I tended to be like, Oh no, we like, we got the caliber wrong on this gun over here. So let's fix this one label. And meanwhile, the design firm needs like a thousand right now. Um, it was like three. Was <laughs> right. Like or like 3000 right now. I'm shocked that like in the middle of that, I mean, we just had such a short time window. Um, when I talk to people in the museum field, uh, they rarely believe how short our time window actually was. Well, I mean, and part of the problem was that the museum was so popular that we couldn't really be fully closed. Right. We got yelled uh, at. A I lot. almost said clothed. <laughs> well, actually, we didn't get yelled at. I found out later our frontline staff during the renovation got yelled at a ton. For oh, the yeah. CFM well, you had that one guy, though, when you closed the lower level. But I think that was after the. Oh, yeah, that was one. That's one of the few times I've actually like raised my voice at a visitor. I don't think I ever raised my voice at a visitor. I feel bad about it because that's like a big no, no. But that guy was just he was. I feel like we talked about this on like a previous podcast, but we also like had explosions like every couple of months. Like, oh, yeah, that was like. like and it got to be a regular place. thing that we knew about where we just like the frustration of working on a project that size would come out and like come to a head and i threw papers at you, <laughs> you i think you threw the object list at me <laughs> i did because danny was doing something down in the lower level it was high stress situation i actually like was i like, thought i was helping and i walked out with this object list and you were like not now and i was like fine <laughs> i threw these papers at you but to his credit by the time i like made it back to the office he was already like on his way like yeah that was i'm so sorry that was that was that was a bit much <laughs> <laughs> yeah we would it would come to a head but we usually apologized within the day and we're back working but i mean it was just, it was incredibly high stress and like oh my god it was so high stress. i think that particular time i yelled at you like... in the office and then i felt really bad because like we have other people in the office and they were all like eating popcorn. And so I went into my office and was like, I should probably like publicly apologize for what just went down. And so I came out of like really loudly so everyone could hear. I was like, I am sorry. That was 
inappropriate. Like, but you know what? Like, if this were like the business world, people get yelled at all, like all the time. Like, it's irrational and getting yelled at. But like, we tried to be nice about it and like apologize, which I don't think yeah. you get in a lot of worlds. I think you just like awkwardly move on and be really angry. <laughs> right. Yeah. We mostly just dealt with it and moved on. So, in that way, it was actually pretty nice because. Yeah, I think the I think the object list incident, as we'll call it, um, that was fun. I, I remember that, that like distinctly in my brain. That was, was that? really close to the opening. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a very scary conversation too with the um, fabricators when they told me that they were going home for the Fourth of July and the job wasn't done and we opened on July 9th. It was a very <laughs> scary day for those people. It was so scary that they like brought me they bought me like a bottle of whiskey and like wrote the like largest like the longest sweet note and then they stayed which is the note wouldn't have mattered and the whiskey wouldn't have mattered had they like still decided to leave but right. they decided to stay <laughs> well <laughs> the amount of time in that spring that they attempted to take off was frankly shocking yeah, that was that was a bit rough. I feel like this became like now this episode's about like the secrets of the renovation that we couldn't really talk about because we were too close. We, you know, that we were like still had the fabricators that we were still like paying and all this stuff. And, right. um, you know, the, and like everybody pulled it out. But like there was that was a scary that was awful. I used to like I remember being at the museum at like midnight. Oh, yeah, midnight. that was pretty frequent. Yeah, that um, was horrible. And then they turn all the lights off in the one like hallway and I would get really scared. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's hard to do a history of, of why we started doing the podcast and a history of us working together at the CFM without talking about the renovation. Cause like day one of me getting hired for this job was to work on that project. No, Danny, day one was, I was out of town. That's true. That's so it was more like day 10 was, day 10 was me working on the renovation the first week i was left to my own to just wander the halls of the yeah i was out i was out of town that's like and that was literally like but i filmed an entire tv show in the middle of the renovation and was like bye <laughs> and then in the middle of it like my black box from argentina this giant like double mount rolled in and you were like texting me and you're like everyone's really mad because like no one knows why this giant mount or crate was shipped to the museum. Yeah, just a giant random warning. crate shows up. Yeah, that was bad. But we loved those guys, Melvin and Melvin and uh, TC. They're actually and, like right here, Danny. And I talk about giving me grief for nerdy details and then naming your black bucks, Melvin and TC Johnson. I feel like you named them. Maybe I did. I think you named them. We, I don't know. There was a lot. Oh, because that was the other part of it which was that we got displaced from our offices and we were put in the poop hallway for a really long time. Um, you know, like they basically built like faux walls, you know, just like separating us. There were just like dividers. And I, we were in what's called the poop hallway. Uh, Cause that's, yeah, that's the, if people want a window into what it's like to work in a nonprofit, let me, let me paint a picture here for you is that we had to do a major renovation, shut down our offices, shut down a bunch of curatorial offices and because, you know, we're a rather large nonprofit, we have a major like commercial account with a local bank that has office space that we could have rented at a very reasonable rate and just put everybody in nice workable office. It would have been down the street. Probably not ideal, but whatever. Instead, the solution was shove everybody anywhere, but stay inside the building. So like, one of the curatorial teams was working like among filing cabinets 
Um, another one got moved like across the building. Some people I think moved across the parking lot to that, the random house we own. And then like we being the cause of all this commotion (laughs) got stuck just on like folding tables in a basement hallway. I feel like they, they gave us desks. That was it. No, they they had only set up folding tables. I came in one Saturday and Jesse and I, and like, we moved desks, our desks from the office up there. They had only set up folding tables for us initially. Dan never actually got his desk. He just left a folding table. He had his computer set up. He didn't, he didn't want to bother with it anymore. So we had folding tables and they put up like these little tired old cubicle walls on the edges. But we were directly across from these super ancient bathrooms here that um, are single person the- bathrooms. So it's not even like we had deep, you know, like it wasn't right. like it was deep. Single person bathrooms and they're like the old school ones and they're kind of a secluded part of the institution. So as those of you that work in large buildings may know, when it's time to do your business, you might want to find an out of the way place. And so this was like a regular stop for certain staff members. And the because it's an older style of bathroom, they just had the slat ventilation on the doors. So there's no sound protection whatsoever. And we're sitting directly across from them. And people continue to use their favorite restrooms. What si- you put a sign up that got, that got <laughs> Yes, we did get in trouble with HR once because we what put a sign you- up. What's it was what- like, um, oh, somebody printed off some like bathroom joke about we can still hear you or something like that and put it Someone, on. Someone, you did that, Danny. Well, no, somebody sent me like a, like a meme thing that they had found that was a poop joke. I printed it off and put it up there. And like <laughs> our HR manager just walks up the very next morning. First off, our facilities guy walked by that like that afternoon, saw it and just busted up laughing. So I, I'm pretty proud of that. Then the very next morning, our HR manager <laughs> walked over, took one look at it, tore it down and walked off without saying a word. Well, because we were also in the hallway where everyone had to get to places, right. you know, so like it's not like it was a subtle it was a subtle place. But yeah, those that was rough. That, that was, was well. And then like we didn't want to go in the bathroom in there because we knew. No. Yeah, we were like, no, 100 percent. no. And then the um, day that we moved everything back, like I remember Melvin and TC and put on because I kept them there until I moved. And like we had them on that rolly cart. And we learned that the top wasn't attached. <laughs> oh, my God. It was it was so like, oh, was, I can't believe we like worked so much in that. We had so many photos of like Danny with his like eyes just above the like little wall. <laughs> we did. And. I feel like people are going to think we did a haphazard job on the renovation now, but there were definitely some moments. I feel like most people know that like, this is what actually goes on behind the scenes during a major right. project. Um, I'm trying to think what other, what, what other things. Uh, well, then there was when Camila was put in the breezeway of our museum. Oh yeah. And then I, we recorded that like intro video. So like, and, and her like, soundproof studio was not soundproof and so every single day Camila had to hear the like hi I'm Asha Levinsky curator of the Cody Firearms Museum I still have to to listen to that I mean like until I left the office you know just two weeks ago I still was hearing your voice every almost every time I was there so basically what we know is that Dandy has not 
torn it down. No, Danny has not torn it down. Ashley is still the curator of the Firearms <laughs> Arms Museum to all the visitors. <laughs> I, I desperately do not want to be on that video. Yeah, I feel like you With the world, have to like you have to dub it. You just have to like, you know, firearms historian and just take it out. Yeah, that we have a version that has changed it. We haven't uploaded it yet. But oh, you have point, a version. You got yes, a version. We have a, we have a edited version. Did you? Do you also have an edited version? Like making me say ridiculous things that is not going to go on display because that that should be done and also played for a podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. I and you saying that, like, I can't tell if you're kidding or not. <laughs> that was that was that was that was much intention. Uh, no, I don't have a I don't have one that we would put up that would make you say ridiculous things just yet. Yeah, that would be like maybe like, man, Ashley is like really offensive. Um, and so we didn't actually start the podcast until after the renovation. Um, but we. It was one of those things where it was one of those things like what do we do now in a way of like what could I start working on after this renovation because it like consumes so much of our life I was like well I should probably get back to like actually trying to make an effort on social media and stuff like that and we had the worst senioritis yeah it was like the worst senioritis Herb told us he was like when the renovation's done just like shuffle paper for like at least a year it was like, it was so bad. We were like, you, we would just like stare at like our computers and we we're like, can we go home? Is it time? What do we do now? Like I don't know what rolling to do. in at like 10 in the morning and rolling out at like four, like every day because we had nothing to do. I mean, I guess we've now explained that like the guns are in bad place. Like some of the guns are not in great places and the labels could have been like done, but also. Those also aren't the changes you make immediately. Like this is one of the things we intended to do. And this was, I think, somewhat planned, or at least I was thinking about it, maybe not communicating it, um, was making immediate changes wasn't necessarily the right. Like once everything got settled out, get everything where it needs to be and in and then let it ride for a little bit to see, you know, how people react and interact with the museum before you start making significant changes like object moves and that kind of thing. And then so many people like would come in and complain about the labels that our curatorial assistant, Dan, uh, like couldn't get his job done. So we put a binder so people could, we put a basically a Festivus binder, like they would just air their well, And we've talked about this on probably like the episodes where we complain about visitors, but it's actually really funny how many people would come in and want to tell us how incorrect a label was. And then when we're like, all right, help us out, write it down and we'll get it on our list to fix. The number of people that instantly would be like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. just immediately they wanted to complain. And then we gave them the opportunity to help us fix it. And they're like, mm, no. Oh, and the things that we were called. Oh, yeah. The things we've been called. I mean, we've covered a few of these before, but um, uh, just so many things. So many things we were called. Nincompoop, Bolshevik. I was called a socialist, wasn't I? You were. Yeah. You were called a socialist. At least once to me. It was that guy. It was always that guy. Like that, we don't have to ever say anything more than it was that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we got called a lot of things. Um, you know, we ruined the museum, all sorts of stuff. I my favorite, my still, I think my favorite all-time complaint about the renovation was the guy that said, like commented right afterwards, and we had like posted the renovation was up and all the stuff on Facebook, and he commented that um 
<laughs> he comment, he was mad that we had changed it and he commented that we would be putting it back the way it was really soon. Like he <laughs> thought he had enough like other angry people that we were going to have to change it back. And I'm like, we might have done a terrible job. I can concede that that's entirely possible. I guarantee you there is no money left to turn this thing back around. Oh, here's a good one. So the museum, if you haven't been, is very colorful because the old museum was like 100% white walls and it's just, no, it was terrible. But our embellished arms gallery is hot pink. It was not supposed to be hot pink. Oh yeah, this is a secret. If we haven't let onto this before, um, when we did all the color, like color selections that we had before us, I'm pretty sure I thought we were picking like a purple. Whatever the, the label color is and right. the big tax panel, it was not purple. It was like a magenta. Like it was like a royal, like it was like a royal, like maroon, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't hot pink. And the, like, and we had the text panel up and we were like, this is beautiful. And then those backers came in and we were like, what is Cause this? we've been really excited all week. Cause we'd started to get in all, you know, it's been weeks of staring at this whole deconstructed space. And then we're finally getting the pieces to put it back together. And it's really, really exciting. And then we're sitting there and like, we unbox the, the stuff for that room. And it's like, Oh, this is real pink. It was so pink. I had a, a I think pink. it came out really well though. I think it, it's like a unique color. It, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't think I, mean, I changed it, it now. I really like it, but it was not the color up. we picked. Yeah. It was not what we picked. Um, but I feel like y'all should talk about the podcast. We're really, you know. Um, so for the uh, people who have not listened before that we're doing this podcast, the reason we're doing this podcast, <laughs> See, we this don't is, stay on topic ever. ever. This is ever. They this also almost never come prepared and I try to get them to come prepared. Um, He's made threats. So Listen, yes, Camila, I had a rough night last night. Okay, <laughs> not my fault. I told you to come prepared. It wasn't my fault either. I don't know what happened. All I'm saying is, I think this is the best kind of introduction to the podcast for all the new listeners. Because when we started, we were getting like maybe a hundred people an episode, and now we're I don't know a thousand or more pretty regularly, which is cool to see. But and we're what in the top five percent of all podcasts or something? Yeah, like statistically, which, we're actually doing pretty well. And um, which is also what we said is not a mark of how good we are, but how right. bad that's other just podcasts a mark of are. How that's a mark of all the Dannys that just did forged ahead and kept doing it on their own and reading their scripts and were not that great. Um, but yeah, this is I think this is a very good example for all of our new listeners over the years that have started listening to us over the last five seasons, five and a half seasons. Um, so yeah, we get a little off topic and sometimes we'll say we're going to start talking about a podcast and then we just go down museum renovation memory lane. Yeah. You know, and I think we've been fantastic. I mean, I don't listen to the podcast, so maybe I wouldn't know, but it felt good. Actually, this is a, here's a podcast behind the scene. Anytime we think we did a good job and we have to listen to Camila's like, you know, version of the podcast, like she doesn't do a lot of edits, but like I often am coughing and sneezing. So she usually has to take that out or I say something. One of us says something that we didn't mean to. I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) Never. Um, (laughs) No, but like we listen back and we're like, this is the worst 
thing we have ever done. Like it is always when we get off, like we stop recording and we're like, this was good. We did this. Yeah. Anytime I think I feel really good about an episode for the podcast, that one inevitably tanks. Like, and I don't mean like tanks. We still get a, a lot of listeners, but that one always never does as well as I think it will. And then anytime I'm like, ah, I don't know, guys, that one didn't feel very good or that felt kind of clunky. I'm not sure we should release it. <laughs> and then that one, it's like, you know, doubles our listeners for the week. I feel like those are the ones where like I listened before you and I'm like, Danny, it was actually fine. Like we're, we crushed it. We're so smart. I think the real lesson here is that we're running a podcast and we have no idea what we're doing. Oh, no idea. Like, like this season, I'm saying this, so like maybe it actually happens this season. We're actually going to promote it. Craziness. So I did a podcast with Julie Golub uh, for Federal Ammunition as their own podcast. And Danny t- texted me and was like, did you mention the podcast? And my response was, mm, doesn't sound like me. <laughs> we literally both do interviews all the time. And I don't think we have ever brought up our podcast. I've had people be like, and you have a podcast. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> We're really bad at self-promotion on this specific topic. And yeah, it's, it's been something we, I think we just wanted to do because we enjoyed having the conversations. And then all of a sudden, now we have a lot of people listening. And that's been the gist. Is like, we start out, we think we're just going to have some conversations about the museum. And then it turns a lot broader. And we also think that it's just us talking and not many people are going to want to listen, but we enjoy having the conversation. So we'll keep doing it. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're closing in on, I don't know, 80 or 90,000 downloads. That made it sound far more impressive when you add them up. Right. The the thousand a week doesn't sound, but that's the other thing. Cause then when the, when the pandemic hit, we also decided we had been doing like season releases, like batch releases. Then we just decided, well, everybody's at home. So let's just keep recording every week, every week. That for was as long as we can. horrible for us. Yeah. That's because we had to come up with different ideas. We're very bad. This, so this season we came up with a list of episodes and I can only remember three more of them. Yeah, we had written down a pretty extensive list. And oh, no, we did, but that's the problem, Danny. We didn't write it down. Yeah, we talked through it an extensive list and then we immediately I felt having like, learned no lessons at ever in our professional career, did not write them down and immediately forgot them. Danny emailed me yesterday. Sorry, Camila. Here's a little fun fact. Danny emailed me yesterday, which I don't know why you emailed me. Like that was really weird. And I was like, I spent a couple of minutes being like, is Danny mad at me? Why didn't you just text me this? <laughs> I was feeling very formal. Like I was like, why am I getting an email? And he's like, do you recall the list of episodes? And, and I was like, nope. <laughs> Actually, the real question is, why didn't I call you? Because as you've told me many times, I'm like one of the only people you mostly talk via text. And I'm one of the few people that calls you like an old person. It's very true. It's very true. Listen, Danny, I couldn't have answered that call because I was on a private plane because I'm. Oh, person. yes. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. And that's why my voice sounds like this. It was, had nothing to do with drinking too much last night. <laughs> I've never been there for that. Mm. <laughs> I have to interject never. and say I try so hard to make y'all get organized. Yes, this is 100% on Ashley happens. and I. Camila is very dedicated to the quality of this podcast and frequently, frequently tries to get us in line. And we, we have entire meetings before right. we start recording and we forget everything when we when we leave. We should, Camila... We should record the meetings. Maybe, maybe that's the idea is you tell me when these meetings are and I'll record them. No, you're in the meetings too. Which meetings? 
I don't know. We had like we had like one or something like a. But we talk time. about all different topics during those meetings. Yeah, we don't talk about the podcast. <laughs> Which might be a problem with a planning meeting for the podcast. I do kind of want to like work on our, like I want to do an episode like fully in NPR voice. Like, I don't know if I can commit to that. Maybe like the first, like our introduction should be like, hello, everybody. This is Ashley and Danny. And today oh, on History, on, what's that? Did you everybody is right far there? more, is far too informal for NPR. Yeah, I was, no, that NPR, like, is actually, I will give it credit, like, moving away from having that voice. It used to be really prominent, but now they're trying to, like, stop it, and it's kind of interesting. I even leaned into the microphone. And I just... Yeah. Well, <laughs> I yeah, because you guys should be closer to the microphone. I can't sit <laughs> still, so, like, I can't sit still, so I just, like, my whole body rotates as I'm, like, talking. It's just terrible, but the best is then um we did the whole season i flew out to cody and we did the whole season in like two days and the well the best was that we had like really good equipment because that's when i start my npr voice because i've got the headphones on like the microphone in front of my mouth and i'm like "Mm, hello like yeah it feels a lot better like it helps you get in character but i think that was our worst season because we decided to talk about one topic and one topic only and because it was two days like we just kept talking about the same thing (laughs) No, I think think it actually did pretty well. It wasn't that bad. It was what, season four, right? Yeah, it was really, I was well received. I didn't even know this was season six until we started recording this episode, so. Right. It was, I mean, it was a well-received season. It just, it was kind of brutal to record because we did, like, it was just, it was hard to, by like the fourth episode, it was getting really hard to tell like what we had already talked about and what we were just talking about again. Yeah, well, it was fun because it was like we were it was like we were all together in person, which I guess we can. Marley was there, too. Yeah, I guess like to our listeners, most of the time we're not together in person. Um, Um, I'm like literally crying because I'm remembering we did like 30 second ads. And Danny could not. Because Danny could not do it. So in the end, like this was the this was the scene the season that we did like previews for the next episode. We should and do that. most of them were Ashley because Danny just could not do like a quick 10 second preview. <laughs> it would it was like it sounds so simple. And every time, and because I've done I've done a bunch of the intros and stuff, but every time I tried to do a preview, I just lost it completely. No, you like would you would do the whole episode. Like, like you would give away every aspect of the episode. I and should then, write like, movie trailers. It was the last thing we, you know, we did. So like we could not stop laughing. Like it, we were so tired and we could not stop laughing. Like, I'm yelling. Yeah, that <laughs> one was sorry guys. Maybe next time we should do the well, we also can't really do the previews until the end of a season like that because then we have to because we don't actually keep to our scripts, we have to know what we talk about before we do the previews. <laughs> That is accurate. But yeah, no, those previews that Danny did were epic. And then I would just start laughing because it was like it was it had gone on for like a minute and a half. And do a 10 second preview. Danny talks for a minute. And then that was also the season that you were obsessed with robots by the end. So you kept on trying to put robots into everything. You say that like that I'm was not only the season. I was like, I'm pretty sure robots have popped up in other podcasts. Sorry, we're talking over each other a lot. Yeah. <laughs> We also do that quite frequently. I can't stop laughing. I don't know what's happening here. Basically, I think, no, this is a good one. Um, 
the entire time Danny worked at the museum and I was there as curator, everyone on staff, but we hated each other. And so they would talk shit about me to Danny all the time. And like Danny like would come in and tell me because like he's like, I think everyone thinks we hate each other. It's really bizarre that people... I don't know what it was about us that like people assume that we're not good. Like we're not good friends. We are two very different people though. Like we are very different. We are very different. And I can see like, if people saw us like fighting or just like, like the, when if people saw the papers flying that one day, maybe they would think that, but that was not the common theme. Most of the time it was fine, but like, yeah, people assumed that because we were different that we just did not get along at all. And that was always really bizarre to me. Which is great oh. because if you just see y'all like interact for like two minutes, you would know that you don't hate each other. But do people just think I was like fake hanging out with you and stuff? I think that people and like a lot of those people on staff like never saw us in public or never saw like <clears throat> our actual interactions. So they just made assumptions because like I'm extra that you and you're so like mellow that like you just couldn't like you just you couldn't you couldn't handle i would like to reaffirm that as your friend you are very extra i'm so extra and then like um i would have people like say like nobody ever like spoke ill of you oh except for that one department um but like people would say things and I'm like no Danny's hilarious like you just have to like pay attention because people were like oh Danny's so serious and I would be like no yeah I used to call you sneaky funny because I'm like you don't even know like he like half the time he's saying something like he's not serious and like he's actually throwing shade and you don't know what's happening and people this has been something that's plagued me for a long time I think people assume that because I'm generally pretty quiet like I've had the the worst is when like people want to be really patronizing about it and like I'll give a talk and they'll be like oh I didn't expect that to go so well so you think I'm an idiot great awesome. uh, I remember that when you gave like a, a lecture one of like one of your first lectures in Cody and then it's just like a total backhanded compliment of like oh you can talk <laughs> good, good, good for job. you I think I think I know the story we should end this episode on though and it's bad cop bad cop <laughs> bad cop bad cop I know what you're talking about but i don't remember the story okay so So, uh, this is now diverging from the theory of the podcast episode that we started on sorry camila but during the renovation as ashley has alluded to there were lots of very stressful moments and one of these moments was we had to come up with a display of part of the collection as we mentioned people were going to get really upset if we closed the whole firearms museum because people travel oh, all the way yeah. up there to see this yeah i remember that story so now. we had to plan a temporary exhibit of some kind to get some of the collection on display and we had the problem was we didn't have a dedicated space because of the rest of the center's exhibit schedule we actually had to move the temporary exhibit a couple of times um so we're doing the major renovation and we're also doing a pretty significant exhibit planning at the same time which was you know is a project in of of itself so we get a space and we're setting it up and we print some of the graphics for it and a bunch of them like got typos like one of the main panels got a bunch of typos in it because we it like didn't go off to education or whatever but we hadn't opened it yet so we we had like noticed this and we're like all right we'll just reprint it and get it approved and so then in the middle of this like we discover the reprint problem and then we discover a major problem with like the case layout is like the cases were not the size somebody had measured. And so like we had to reconfigure all the cases and like we're everything seemingly down to the wire. And so everything's going wrong with this. And we're just like, 
it's late in the day, frustrating. We're trying, I'm like freaking out that this isn't going to roll. And we had a staff member walk up to us that wasn't, wasn't working on the exhibit or anything and just like attempt to start chewing us out on these typos, like saying, you're supposed to be college educated. I can't believe you would have this typo. Real quick. Like he was not a superior, like he was not above us, like on the like staff hierarchy. So it's not like a supervisor came in. Yeah. It's not like our bosses came in and saw this and we're upset. This is like, not to play the hierarchy card, but this was somebody pretty far down on the org chart and like came in and just started yelling at us like with way out of line and was like, I can't believe you guys are college, like all this stuff, like insulting our education and sourcing our intelligence, just like leading off with it. And I <laughs> turned around and this is one of the only other times I've yelled in the museum. And I just <laughs> yelled at him, get out, <laughs> just get out. <laughs> and Ashley turned around and we both enjoy the movie the other guys and so <laughs> it was very much the scene where they go i thought you said back up back up because immediately ashley started yelling at him too i was like hype manning you i was hype manning you like, yeah, like, ashley yeah, like yeah. turned into a like yeah and it would immediately went to bad cop bad cop and that was basically the renovation in a nutshell i don't think that person in their entire like job like they're not there anymore um like had ever been put like in their place like I don't think anybody had ever done that and like I was not expecting it to be Danny and it was like get out like, it was so was mad so mad it was epic because like, that person's like, credit sentence too like he like hadn't even finished his entire thought and you were like get out I forgot and about that till this till you started telling the story to this person's credit they did come back and apologize later um, yeah but yeah it was just one of those moments of like bad cop bad cop well the, the like that gallery was rough because i remember like i had like a like a medical procedure but i had to come into the office and there's like there's a photo of me just like laying on the ground giving like you know giving direction to people it's just like i can't do this i was like i can't sit up i can't do it oh my gosh all right well yeah i think that was the perfect story to, i feel like now everyone thinks we're just very angry people yeah i feel like we've only told the weird stories and now people are just going to assume they say they like each other but they might just hate everything i think they just hate everybody and maybe that's what like unites mm. them as people maybe well <laughs> so uh we i think we've got a great season for you as you know we don't actually remember what most of the episodes are but of the episodes that we do know that we're going to do this season we're going to talk about you know sci-fi and space cowboys some cult single actions some alphabet guns that Danny wrote about that I actually can't remember what type of guns they were um and other episodes and many many other things yeah that are great see we're doing the teaser right we're not giving it all away oh yeah well yeah that's see? that's what Planned. we're doing Planned. that's definitely what you're doing yeah we're we're just we're trying to be like you know mysterious <laughs> as we tell you. every detail about the renovation we're trying to be mysterious we're very mysterious so but. tune in for the rest of the season we promise it will be better than this episode talk to you later thanks for listening y'all